Saludos and salutations, Broncos country. Welcome to another episode of Broncos Talk. I'm your host, Adan Diaz. And ladies and gentlemen, before we get started with today's show, let me just go ahead and apologize for not having a podcast episode up last week. Unfortunately, the holidays uh, came a little sooner than I expected them to in my household, and I was not able to get the podcast up. So I really do apologize. And I feel bad because I withheld what I promised you guys I was going to bring you, which I'm going to tell you in just a few seconds. But I hope that with today's episode, uh, it kind of makes up for not being able to be with you guys last week. But hopefully you guys had a good Thanksgiving out there. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter what you guys served on the table. Just be happy with the people you spent time with uh, around you. But with that being said, guys, let me introduce today's special guest. He is one of my very, very good friends. One of the very few first few followers I had on Twitter, as a matter of fact. He's a very, 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 probably more dedicated Broncos fan than I am, I would say. And also one of the very first, I, actually, let me take that back, the very first supporter of the Broncos Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Hernandez. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey. How are you doing today, my friend? Man, I'm doing good. Thank you. That that was a very generous uh, welcome. I, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm a bigger fan than you, but uh, I, I guess we could go toe to toe. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do get that a lot from a couple people. Like, I don't know, if it, but that's usually because they're standing or looking right at me. So it's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't really count it that. You much. mean looking up to you? <laughs> yeah, looking up to me. Yeah, I usually have to be sitting for for it to be a fair <laughs> argument or point. Uh, but Chris, uh, as I stated at the beginning of the show, I know we kind of talked a little bit before we went live, and uh, there was, I, I wanted to start off talking about the Raiders game, and then uh, jumping over to what happened in Carolina, and then yeah. towards the end of the show, get get your thoughts on uh, what you think our matchup with the Ravens is going to look like. But the Raiders game, uh, one of the biggest things for me. I know everybody shits on the offense, and that's pro- and that's where a lot of uh, one of the, uh, some of the podcasts that I've been listening to. That's kind of like where they always start is just like you know Russell Wilson is playing like shit, Nathaniel Hackett's coaching is not up to par. But to me, the biggest concern from that game, Chris, was Patrick Sertan because Patrick Sertan going up to that Raiders game mm. highlighted as being you know one of the best defensive players in the league and being a lockdown cornerback and all that good stuff, which he has been. But in his second matchup with uh, Devontae Adams, like, I-, I get it. You're not always going to have a great game. You're not always going to be the lockdown cornerback or whatever, or the best player in your position, per se. But I kind of felt that Patrick Chatan, not only did he just have a-, a bad day at the office, I kind of felt that he was just, like, like all, this, all the things that are going on in, in Denver – is starting to get to the defense. And Patrick Satan being one of the best players in in that defense, I, I'm starting to think that maybe it's getting the best of him, where it's kind of starting to affect his, his ability to play on the field. Now, yeah, before I turn it over to you, I have read on Twitter that maybe he has like some kind of injury designation that they haven't disclosed, which I really hope not because it's really frowned upon by the league for teams not to disclose that their players are playing with injuries and they don't say them ahead of time. But what are your thoughts about 
uh, PS2's recent uh, gameplay these last two games. Yeah, see, so my, my thoughts on Sertan is, you know, he, he's, he's young. And, uh, you know, he got exposed. And um, it, it was really good routes and good play calls, um, unfortunately, <laughs> by the Raiders. And I, I just think they use that to their advantage. And I also agree with you. I, I think the defense is just kind of, they're getting fed up with having to, to you know, carry the load of this Broncos team. You know, they, they go out there and they've been, you know, executing superb uh, defensive plays and just for the offense come on the field three and out and get back to the defense. And so I'm, I'm sure there's some tension rising in that locker room. And uh, I think we saw it on the field during the, the Raiders game where they're kind of just, you know, they're, they're going to take care of themselves, you know, play it out. But, uh, you know, I, I know it, it didn't look good for Sertan. Uh, especially, you know, game-winning uh, touchdown by uh, Adams. Uh, you know, you know, he he was he was he just got outplayed, and you know, Adams he's one of the best uh, right now. You know, in 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 the game uh, at wide receiver, and you know, it doesn't surprise me. And you know, the matchups he's he's Adams going to win some, and Sertan will win some. So, you know, I'm I'm not too worried about him. I yeah, he, he looks like he's falling off a little, maybe. Maybe some uh, defensive uh, coaches out there figuring them out a little, but uh, I, I think it's a, a few things playing into that. And just like I, just like you said, you know, the defense is uh, letting up a little. Um, they're getting tired of it, and uh, he's young, so that's yeah. that's yeah. I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not too worried about him either. I, but uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get into the Carolina game uh, a little bit later on. <laughs> yeah. but, just to hide, just to bring back one. I mean, DJ Moore was listed on every single like list that I read for fa- if you play fantasy football out there, folks. Uh, like he was the the one to sit, the wide receiver sit. Like they said, don't play him because you know Patrick Tan, the mm-hmm. secondary. But I think one of the biggest weaknesses for this the, this Broncos secondary is starting to be Kareem Jackson because if you go back to that play, uh, that second touchdown by on uh, the Raiders. Kareem Jackson was not in coverage and he kind of got pulled to the left side of the, the field where he really shouldn't have to. It was it was a, a zone, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, Patrick Tan got he, he bit and he went on the wrong, uh, you know, he, he bit on the route or whatever. But yep. Uh, yep. there should have been a back safety in the end zone where they should have at least tried to stall until, you know, Patrick Tan caught up or. You know, tried to keep Devontae Adams from not just literally just moonwalking. Yeah, going uncovered. Yeah. No, man, I, I, I agree. You know, uh, Jackson is, is becoming a liability back there. Uh, there was that other play that uh, Sertan kind of passed it off to him. Um, and and Adam, I believe it was Adams, just, you know, wide open. And, and you know, it it's not the first time that's happened with Jackson either. It, it's been uh, all year. Where where he seemed he's just not fast enough anymore. He's getting old, you know, yeah. and uh, you know football old, should I say? But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate. But yeah, I, I think it's 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 definitely coming out um, when when it, the responsibility falls on him. He's just not you know living up to it. Right, and I'm I'm starting to think that Kareem Jackson is more than worn as well as welcome out in Denver. In terms of you know thinking about negotiations or coming back in the future as a Bronco, I, I'm 
I'd like to think that that ship has sailed and that the Broncos can, if they don't get anybody in the draft or in free agency, that they could, you know, be reliant or content that they've got uh, two guys in Caden Stearns and uh, PJ Locke, uh, you know, to, to, to take his place. But I, I guess one of the biggest things that let down for me for this game, aside from the, the, the Patrick Tan play, was the offense once again. Chris and uh, like I said to you just a little just a little bit ago it's the like the number one conversation by anybody that brings up the the words Denver Broncos I mean our offense has just been terrible and this was to bo- this was supposed to be the game where the offense was supposed to wake the fuck up okay yep. because when the Raiders when they played the Raiders the first time that was the last time Russell Wilson actually looked like vintage Russell Wilson, where the defense was the one that was that got carved up by Josh Jacobs. Uh, and this is what we were expecting. We were expecting Russell Wilson to, to go out there and, you know, light it up. And, like, I get it. He didn't have Jerry Judy. Yeah, this was the game where he didn't have Jerry Judy, right? Was that the yep, first yep, one? Yep. I'm not thinking. Okay, thank you. So he, yeah, he didn't have Jerry Judy, but he still had Corlin Sutton. In that game, I think he still had KJ Hamler. So he still had, I mean, he had Kendall Hinton. The weapons were still there. You know, granted, it wasn't Tim Patrick and it wasn't Jerry Judy like guys out there, but Corlin Sutton has just been, I mean, <laughs> the entire offense has been has been a disappointment, but. Corlin Sutton just having him out there and not using him to his ability. And then when you realize just how much money the Broncos are paying him with that contract, uh, that new contract uh, George Payton gave him last year, mm-hmm. uh, at least for Tim Patrick, you can make the argument because he's hurt. And that had the Broncos been playing a better team and playoff team, then you can make the argument that maybe Tim Patrick could come back in the play in the playoffs uh, postseason. I mean, but where do you think that at this point in time, seeing what we've been seeing the last couple of games, not counting the Jaguars game, because that one was kind of like our uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to phrase it, but I'm just going to say the win. And that was our win. <laughs> and kind of like our last shot at thinking like this team can still turn around for the better. What do you think? Where do you think the blame lies at this point in time for the Broncos offense? Oh man, so <laughs> That that is a a multifaceted question. <laughs> uh, I, I first I first want to hit on you know you, you mentioned the this Raiders game was supposed mm-hmm. to be the one that a fire was lit in their ass and I mean even before the game you know when when they were the reporters were asking Coach Hackett you know about it and he's like well someone's got to win the, there's no passion in that the the Raiders. <laughs> Are the Broncos' rivals, and th- the coach has to buy into the culture. Uh, that's what a true leader does, and it's not someone's got to win. It's we're going to beat their ass. Th- this is a team that now for three years have have been beaten by the Raiders, and it- it's getting so frustrating by the the in the fan base because again, this is a rivalry. And, and I know over the last few years, it hasn't really been. But when you got our head coach saying someone's got to win and kind of shrugging it off, how's that passion going to 
to uh, transfer to the the team and, and to the players on the field. You know, so I, I mean, to answer your question, I think it starts with the coach, uh, Coach Hackett, because he, he's supposed to be the leader and uh, directing uh, what people do, um, and, and giving that attitude that the team needs. And I know he's he's fun and go lucky and you know he jokes around, but uh, there's time and place for that. Uh, and and when reporters are asking you about you know a game against a rival, that's not the time to be like meh, you know whatever. Someone's got to win. You know it, it, that's not the passion you need. Uh, yeah. It, so it, it's it's frustrating. Second, uh, I do think I I think Russell Wilson has lost a step or two in his game. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I believe it's mental, honestly. I, I think he's gotten into his own head. And now with the losing streak, that's gotten into his head. And I don't think Coach Hackett was... He, he talked a good game during like the preseason or even before preseason during a training camp and all that. You know, he's going to mold his offense to, to the players. And it, it doesn't feel that way. Because um, he's trying to get Russell Wilson to do things that, uh, frankly, he's not comfortable doing, and it—you can see it on the field. Um, during, during, you know, so for the Raiders game, I know uh, Clint Coobs uh, was uh, calling the plays, and and that, and, and during the scripted part, at least, it, you know, it it looked like he was really uh, channeling uh, what Russell Wilson does best. There was. He was uh, uh, Wilson was doing checks at the line. Uh, They're doing a quick quick pass game. They had some play action. They're working under center. Uh, you know, you got all these things going that that seemed to work well. The first drive was what like 90, 92 yards, and mm-hmm. you know they could have been three scores within that script. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> and then Melvin Gordon, of course. Um, <laughs> Which, um, you know, and then of course he went to Kansas City because, you know, he's making his way around the AFC West. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it looked like he was playing to his strengths. And then they get off script and things just falls apart. So, you know, who's to blame? Uh, I, I think it's a little, little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, you know what I will say? And I, I, I'm, I, I think I said this on Twitter, too. If you watch the the Giants and Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, there mm-hmm. was one there was one part where the the Giants got flagged for I forgot what it was, and they showed Brian Dable literally just going fucking berserk at the ref. That's the type of energy we were expecting from Nathaniel Hackett. And during the offseason, if you followed anything Broncos media, you kind of saw bits yeah. and pieces of it from and it was refreshing because that's something we never saw with Vic Fangio. You know, Vic Fangio was looked like a man that just was carved out of stone and you know brought to life. Uh, yeah. And and his predecessor Vance Joseph. I mean, Vance Joseph was happy go lucky all the time, but it wasn't that type of energy. And see, that's the type of thing that we were expecting in in Denver. So the fact that we were able to say after the first couple of weeks, like four or five weeks, Chris, like, you know, oh, give it time. You know, everything's new. The offense is new. The head coaching is new. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson's new in a new off system. Like, I get that. But you would expect to see uh, bits and pieces of like, okay, the offense is struggling. 
but where we are at now with the offense, the way it's playing, that's no longer acceptable. So it's gotten to a point where I can't even watch these press conferences because it's kind of like, I, I just don't really believe what Nathaniel Hackett and Nathaniel Hackett's almost coming up to the podium almost every week and saying, you know, yeah, it's on me. And, you know, I got to do better and, and all this stuff, but I just don't believe it. Oh, he says it every every week. That's why. (laughs) He says it, yeah, exactly. He says it every week. It's almost like you can't even tell if it's a live speech uh, uh, conference, I mean, or or if it's just, you know, something repeat. And you would would figure, and and I I don't mean to cut you off, but you would figure that with his his seat getting really, really hot and a lot of people already uh, saying that the Broncos' uh, new head bosses are more than likely going to call for his head is just you would think that that would light a fire under him to you know try to do or be better but I just don't see any improvement from that yeah I mean it's even frustrating when uh, exactly you know he he knows he's on the hot seat and what he's been doing he's he's passing off all his duties to, to different coaches and it's still you know you you would think that would help him you know, relieve some of that stress and where he can focus on, on organizing, you know, the game day situation. And it, it still doesn't come out like it, like it should. And, and so it's, and I've heard this many different uh, Broncos uh, podcasts and, and, and beat writers out there, you know, what, if he's not doing these things, what, what is he doing? You know, and he, he just looks lost at times which is it's not good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, you kind of... Uh, like, there, there's no... There's no, there's no like, right answer, like, how to turn it around. Because at this point, Chris, it's already too late. It's too late to... Agree. Uh, I know there were... Yeah, I read a couple of people like, oh, you know, if the Broncos do this, this, and this, they could still have a shot at the wild card. We, we need to... I'm as much orange and blue colored guy as the next person, but there comes a time where it's just like, it's, you, you got to stop. It's just I mean, not going to happen. Yeah, I, I've heard this every year for the last, what, six years now? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind uh, about this kind of thing. Like, I remember them, them talking about this playoffs. What was it, the second year of BJ? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, playoffs? I, I just want us to get to eight and eight. Like, I just don't want to have another losing season. Come on, you know? Yeah. Or, or maybe it was the first year of Vic. I, I don't know. It, it, they're all blurring together now. That's how bad it's been <laughs> yeah. for, since Super Bowl 50. Uh, like, like mm-hmm. I can't even tell you if it was uh, Fangio doing something or if it was, you know. Yeah, I. It, it's, it's frustrating. And, you know, not to get too far away from the Raiders game. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know we're going to wrap it up quick, but... You know, it's, it's so we talked about the the defense, how how they're looking uh, a little sluggish. Um, they 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 were flying around in the beginning, but once once uh, I think once um, uh, Gordon fumbled, I, I mm-hmm. think they knew that was like the beginning of the end. And so, yeah. uh, it, it and the like, McManus you know, missed kick too. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was the fumble, the missed kick, and that was you know towards the end of of the first half and. And, uh, you know, it, it just felt like, you know, they're like, okay, the, the wind's out of their cells. And, and then we talked about the woes of, of the offense. They start out pretty strong. 
but then it went back to to normal and uh you know stop me if you've heard this before but special team issues <laughs> like <laughs> how is this a thing year in and year out like it I, it's so frustrating you know like mm-hmm. miss bilgo and uh, oh what else happened uh, see the i've blocked out everything that's happened <laughs> in the last <laughs> few weeks but you know it, it's it's frustrating that it's it's time and time again you 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 get the same problem over and over again you know the yeah. the false starts at home drive me crazy how are you getting a false start when you're in your home stadium it it, yeah. it, it maybe because the, the bronco fans are booing louder now than ever louder now than ever so i don't that might be it i don't i don't know you know yeah. so and, and then on top of the special teams injuries it seems like every game we've had a major injury of someone, multiple injuries, mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it, that I, I know that could be kind of the the fallback of well, you know, the team's not healthy, and you know, can Russell Wilson and and Coach Hackett really be at blame for these things because they don't have you know they're playing on third, fourth stringers out there for the most part. And mm-hmm. it, and while I do think that's valid, I think that has some um some weight to it. I I don't that's not the problem with the fundamentals though. Uh, yeah. knowing when to call a timeout, know how to get your players on the field properly. Um you know, all yeah. these little things that sure week one, two, three, okay, but you know we're we're in November and we're still seeing the or no I'm sorry we're in December oh, December yeah and, as of today yeah. and we're <laughs> yeah as of today and we're still seeing these things and and that to me is is that's why there's no excuse for uh, using the injuries as an excuse because the the basics aren't there um, you're not or at least I'm not seeing that and you know that in itself is is why I'm not. Um, not too concerned uh, about the how people are like oh the injuries you know oh poor poor coach poor poor yeah. Russell Wilson you, you no know man what? I, you know <laughs> I, I I will I will give Hackett some credit in the fact that unfortunately the Broncos do lead in what was that, that I can't remember it off the top of my head but the Broncos have more money on IR I believe what oh yes second yes, time absolutely. in a row if I'm not mistaken so. Uh, yep. You know, with it being Javante and Ronald Darby and uh, our left tackle. And I mean, it, yeah, it just, it does, yeah, and bowls and, and the list goes on and on. So it does. It's uh, a play devil's advocate. Like, yeah, the Broncos are, are hurting. But even with all those injuries, that's still, I, I can't hang everything that the offense has been playing the way it's been playing just on that. Because there have been seasons in, in in time in prior years prior where yeah the Broncos were in a similar position but they were still able to be legitimately in the game exactly you know and this time it it, it really doesn't matter and I'm only saying that because I I, I kind of want to segue into well before we segue uh, let me just say that the, the 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 Raiders have officially swept the Broncos once again. Yep. And if you ask me, this loss hurts even more than the first loss because this was a game that went into overtime 
and it wasn't like the first one. The first one was damn near like over by like the fourth quarter because Josh Jacobs was just running wild. And in this one, Josh and Jacobs he did wasn't in this complete. one too. Yeah, he did too, but he wasn't like completely like in the first one where it was just like yeah, no. he dominated the game. The Broncos were had a much better chance of winning this game, but unfortunately Absolutely. the the offense was just playing really shitty. They kept putting the defense in, in bad predicaments. And then I believe there was a, a, an issue on the offense where if the Broncos, if I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly, if they, there was something to do with time management that they didn't do correctly. And instead of running the clock down, they, yep. they stopped the clock and then they gave the Raiders the ball back. And that's how they were able to tie it. Yeah, it was that so, third down. Uh, Russell, they were passing. And instead of uh, going down... Uh, Russell Wilson threw it out of bounds and, and gave them like 40 seconds extra. Yeah, that's what uh, I and, Thank you. Yeah, it's like, and, and that's the thing, like, that's why I think it's mental for him. Like, that is not mm-hmm. something a, a 10-year vet should be doing. You know, it's like, he should know game situation, game management by this point, you would think. And so, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe uh, Pete Carroll was uh, covering for him uh, all those years and, and, and we were just you know, he was just fortunate to be, you know, time and place where he was. And, but it, it, it amazes me that, you know, he didn't have the, you know, mindset of, you know, I need to keep the clock running, you know? So, yeah. Uh, and, and then, which led to uh, going into the Carolina game. And on my list, I had us winning in Carolina. And, and granted, like I say it every single podcast, I made this list way before schedules came out and, you know, seeing who's on what team, who's the starting quarterback and all this stuff. And this was a game that the Broncos, it, it, we and we thought that the, that the Jaguars game overseas was a game they needed to win. This one was a must win for the offense. There was no way that the Broncos could have gone into Carolina and lost and then come back out and say, we can, you know, we, we can, can turn this better. around. Yeah, we can turn yeah. this around. That that was not what was supposed to have happened. That should have never had to happen. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So yep. uh, the fact that Russell Wilson lost out to Sam Darnold a, a guy who wasn't even the starting quarterback to a team that doesn't even have a starting quarterback because they keep rotating between Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and uh, uh, PJ Walker. Three guys that have started on that team since the beginning of the season, and not one is better than the other. But yet, they were able to put a win, uh, a W, in their books against Denver. So, uh, my, my question to you, Chris, is which loss do you feel was worse for the Broncos' ego? The loss to the Raiders, the loss to the Panthers, or any other loss that they have suffered previously so far? Oh, man. So, <laughs> it, it, I, I want to say the Raiders game is, is the one that kind of broke, broke the camel's back kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, the loss to the the Panthers. I I, and I had it down as a loss too at the beginning of, of the year, and I I'm sorry uh, that the Panthers going that the the Broncos are going to win that uh, the Panthers mm-hmm. going to lose. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, 
and even as as soon as uh, Sunday morning came around, I was like, man, because I'm in pick'em leagues, and uh, I picked the Broncos to win, and uh, but I hesitated, and I was like, I don't know, this this just doesn't feel right, like the way the team has has been playing and it, it seems like it's getting worse and worse but but I was like no no this is this is this is the game that they're going to you know okay come out and 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 you know get right because like you said it, it was the pan the quarterback carousel carousel there uh this year <laughs> you know you know and it seemed like they were going to flop and and then you know I <laughs> It's, I don't even remember the game that well because I, I kind of was in a daze just blocking it out. Like, I was watching but not watching, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it was just so disappointing to see the same shit happening over and over again. Uh, against the Panthers. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it, I, I couldn't believe it. And so, actually, I could believe it. And that was what... It was so disheartening uh, that... You know, it was, it, it just, it's like um, Groundhog's Day. It's just the, every week, same same game plan. Uh, you know, oh, it's third down and we need seven yards. Uh, Russell Wilson takes a sack, just like they drew it up. That's their third down play, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it's just getting frustrating. Uh, I, I, I have been the optimist for years and years. And and I, I think it broke my back too, you know, three three you know, and, and we haven't even played the Chiefs yet, you know. We still got two games against the Chiefs. I don't know we're talking about the Panther game, but you know, I'm kinda going on a, a rant here <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> like the, we got swept by the Raiders. We're probably going to get swept by the Chiefs and mm-hmm. and the Chargers. And when's the last time that's happened where you know we uh, the Broncos got swept by the entire AFC West. I I don't know. I'd have to look that up, but you know, we're we're living in dark times right now. This is this is the worst team that that we've seen in in years, you know? And yeah, I, I wish I had more more for you regarding this this Panthers game, but honestly, it was it was such a letdown. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't blame you. As uh, as I keep saying, uh, out of all the other podcasts I've heard uh, over the over the last few days before today, you kind of start feeling it in other in, in these in these other Broncos fans. Like they are just getting so fed up, and we as uh, podcasters have to try to come out here and because. Uh, you know, now this podcast, I, I've said it a thousand times, it's not as big as all the other ones, other Broncos podcasts that are out there. But I'd like to think that there's maybe one or two people that actually listen, if not to this one, to a Broncos podcast that aren't Broncos fans, just to kind of get an idea of what it is. And I'll give you a perfect example. Last year and the years before that, like during the pandemic, I actually went around listening to different podcasts to kind of get an idea of what certain fans are, you know, Panthers fans uh, who are almost in the same boat as we are in terms of, you know, uh, playing uh, or cheering for a team that's not playing very well. And according to the power rankings right now, the only team that the Broncos are better than are the Houston Texans and only because they only won one fucking game. So the Broncos are only better 
than the Houston Texans, according to NFL power rankings. So, hey, you know what's frustrating? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you yeah, know yeah, what's frustrating about that is we mm. don't even have a first round pick to to reap with nope. the woes of our, our our shitty play. Yeah, that that is the most frustrating thing. Uh, I think that is we're well, not frustrating, most frustrating, but it's, it's defeating. It's yeah. like okay, at least when they suck, you have a high pick. Not mm. not the Broncos, not this year. And, no, and they that, the that Seahawks. Is, yeah, Seahawks <laughs> are, are going to. I mean, they'll probably throw the pick away, you know. But who knows how it'll play out? But you know that that is absolutely devastating. Yeah, and I, I to to kind of even backtrack a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this about me, but I, like I, I have my full time job. But when I'm off or when it's slow, I I kind of dabble between doing uh, driving for Uber or working uh, as a DoorDash uh, delivery guy. And today I did DoorDash, and as I was waiting for a customer's order, the the cashier. Because I always wear something Broncos on me. It's either a hat, a scarf, or if it was up to me, I'd be completely covered in orange and blue. Um, but he's like, oh, you know, like, and he asked me, like, if I'm still, like, why do I still wear Broncos stuff if the team is playing like shit? So I was like, you know what? Like, you're totally right. The Broncos are playing like shit. But if you're a diehard fan, you kind of have to learn to grit your teeth with it because every team and I stick to, and I try to stick to this belief as, as best as I can. Every team has a down season or has a down patch. So yeah. Right now the it, Broncos are in it. The Raiders are currently kind of in it. The Chiefs before they got Patrick Mahomes were in it. And the Chargers up until that last playoff game were were in and kind of dabble in and out. So right now it's it's really a dark time for the team. And I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm not just gonna say I'm a fan when they win and when they lose. It's like, oh, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. I'll, I'll I'll circle I'll circle around when they figure things out. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. We were talking so much shit, especially myself during the off season. Like, oh, let's ride, you know, and all this shit. Broncos are gonna win the Super Bowl and all this stuff. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. So you know what's that old saying? When you, if you make your bed, you gotta lay in it. And yes, that's what exactly. I'm doing. But at the yeah. end of the day, I'm still a Broncos fan. My room, if you've ever seen it on uh, on live streams before, is completely yep. orange and blue. I got flags everywhere. I'm going to put more shit up when I can because that's I'm a fan at the end of the day. And I want to be there when this team does turn it around so I can be like, hey, been a fan forever, been a fan from the start. I never never turn my back on the team, you know, type of thing. So it, exactly, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm, I'm off, off the, the Broncos uh, train, but um, it, that's why I watch each game from start to finish. I, I don't turn it off. I don't turn away. Yeah. I might be in a little daze because I'm like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe they're playing this way, but I'm still, I'm still watching. Uh, like mm-hmm. you said, and up, honestly, up until the last few games, I still would be like, okay, they can do this. They can turn it around. They can win this game. They just need to X, Y, and Z. And and they would X, they might Y, but they wouldn't Z, you know? <laughs> and 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 it's 
it's really got to me. And this, I think this is the first time I've ever felt like, man, they, they're not going to, they're not going to pull it out. You know, they're, they're not going to make that play or two. That's going to, you know, bring them back into this. Um, you know, I, I, uh, going back to what you said about the dark times and, you know, in, in as Bronco fans, we, we've been kind of blessed, you know, um, for, for a while. And, and while it wasn't the best, you know, greasy and, and plum, I love plumber, but, uh, you know, Cutler, and then we went to Orton and all that, you know, before Peyton, it, it, it's still, you know, we were winning. We were, we weren't, we weren't having these horrific, this type of horrific season. And, and, and while, yeah, we, we weren't getting to the playoffs the last few years, um, or before, but it still was fun to watch. And and it, it's just not fun to me right now. And I, I was with you. I was hyped during the, the off season. You know, I, 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 I remember where I was when I found out that the Broncos traded for, or yeah, traded for Russell Wilson. You and, know what, uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but just real quick. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to the Crush podcast with Lindsey Bebo and Shelby Manning. Yep, yep, I do. But they always ask people they bring on where they were mm-hmm. so yep. i'm so like i just had a flashback <laughs> and if i ever get invited to go on that show i so want to tell yeah. them. uh but at hey. this point i don't think going forward that they're probably going to keep asking people i, I don't think but, so but yeah but but go i just want to say it's one of my favorite yeah. segments of the show yeah no I, I i i'm with you on that and and that every every week when i was listening to them that that is what reminded me of it too i kept kept it going and I was excited you know and I, I I don't know if he can turn it around or not maybe with a different coach you know um and and I'm not, I'm not a one and done kind of kind of guy I, I don't believe a coach needs to be fired right out of the gate uh you know after a few bad games or whatever but it, it has been systematically bad it, I haven't seen real improvement um and and that's the frustrating part but, but yeah, I mean, even in this dark time, we've had it good. You know, like when's the last time the Raiders, you know, won a playoff game? You know, uh, mm-hmm. Chargers were up and down. You know, they they had rivers and, and they couldn't do shit with them. You know, and, and like you said, the Chiefs before Mahomes, uh, they, they got their hopes up with uh, Alex Smith. But, you know, I remember... Uh, I had a Chiefs fan all, all bragging to me about how the Chiefs are going to run it with Alex Smith. I'm like, okay, you know, you guys are going to choke again. And they did, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so we, all teams have this this rough patch. Uh, some more than others, you know. I, I feel for those uh, Lions fans, the Browns fans, you know, uh, out there. Um, man, Browns, they, they had so much. Hey, and both Lions and Browns have potential. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it just doesn't follow through. And, the, you know, I could probably name off all 32 teams uh, with, or, yeah, uh, with this type of, uh, you know, comment, commentary. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel spoiled as a Broncos fan, um, at least for the previous uh, years uh, leading up to this, this drought, you know. And, and, but the statistics get so depressing, you know. Like, if... Yeah. if if this season goes like it is, um, you know, it, it's potentially that the Broncos will be the longest running team without a playoff appearance. 
you know, currently, you know, there, there's the Jets in there, but, you know, if their season continues and, and they make, make the playoffs, you know, it, it's going to be just another bad look for the Broncos. Yeah, and I mean, it just, and let me just say this also while we're on the topic, because I got asked this by somebody when it happened. The Broncos cutting Melvin Gordon was not the Broncos trying to, saying like, oh, we got rid of the problem. Now the offense is going to work. That was totally not the reason. Melvin Gordon got cut because Melvin Gordon fumbled the fucking ball in that Raiders game. And that was pretty much like the final straw so uh, I think I, I, I think he's lost three games of the, that the, I think there were three games this season that could have been different if mm-hmm. he didn't fumble it away exactly totally the Seahawks game being one of them yeah uh, the, the, and then I forget the the other yeah, one but the other uh, one. it was I the just, one where he was at the podium and you know he had like that yeah. breakdown when, where everybody was yep. shitting on him and kind of like giving him a chance and, and whatnot. I forget what game that was against. Yeah, as soon as but, we're done recording, it'll come to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, because as soon as that happened, I got hit up on Twitter like, oh, you know, are we going to be okay now? Is everything, is the problem fixed? Like, no, Melvin Gordon, Mm-mm. he was a he was an, an issue, but he wasn't the issue, you know? So, and, and that yeah. just kind of still leaves the question, what do the Broncos have to do to get things going and it's it's kind of crazy because there's still six more weeks left of football to play chris and people are already talking about 2023 (laughs) so uh, you know i laugh but at the same time it hurts uh but 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 it's nothing new this is yeah it's nothing new every december yeah, because every and you're right, it's nothing new because when we when we're sitting there watching the Broncos game, we're kind of seeing the same old story. The offense three and outs or the offense turns over and the defense has to go out there and by like the third quarter, you start seeing our defensive guys, you know, hands on hips. And when they're able to do when they are able to get a turnover, an interception or a fumble or whatever, and they give it right back to the offense, the offense just can't do shit with it. And they give it right back to the defense. Like, hey, uh, you guys do what you did before again, and uh, that kind of brings up the 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 topic about the uh, or my question to you, Chris, about the Mike Purcell uh, issue or, or yeah, I don't want to say issue, but situation where he kind of got in Russell Wilson's uh, grill. Now I'm pretty sure the NFL is not going to release. There had to be somebody with an open mic with a hot mic somewhere that actually caught what Mike Purcell said to Russell Wilson, but. If I had to guess, it was just pretty much Mike Purcell or Russell Wilson catching Mike Purcell in, in just a bad time. Because I I think that Mike Purcell was heading off to the side. He had already gotten called for an un, uh, unnecessary roughness or something like that. So he was already mad as fuck. And I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson maybe said something to him in, in terms of maybe trying to turn it, you know, Russell being Russell, trying to be positive and Yep, and, and, and he just lost his cool, and he probably went and he said something like, "Hey, uh, you know, you know, shut the fuck up, or you know, get your shit together," or it had to yep. be something like that because when that adrenaline is running between all those men, Chris, and your your team is losing, and you're spending more time out there than your two hundred and forty something million dollar quarterback 
yeah, he's going to be pissed too. And ever since that moment, Chris, we've gotten all these, uh, all these rumors. I'm going to say the rumors uh, of, you know, like Russell Wilson just recently had a birthday party uh, yesterday or two days ago. And they're, mm-hmm. and it's, now they're making a social media is making a big deal out of it that only half of the players showed up to his birthday party. So what do you think the Mike Purcell, Russell Wilson, uh, that engagement meant to you? What, is it, what did that mean to you? Yeah, so I think you're, you're pretty spot on. I, I think, honestly, he came off the field. Russell Wilson was trying to be the cookie-cutter leader that he makes himself out to be and was probably saying something encouraging. I, I don't doubt that, you know, I, or, you know, get him next time kind of thing. And, you know, Purcell's just, <laughs> he's just sick of it. He probably said, don't worry about me. Do your damn job type mm-hmm. thing, you know? Uh, because tensions are, are rising, you know? It, it's, it's not fun losing time and time again. They're not having fun out there. You know, and this is this is a game. This is supposed to be fun, uh, yeah. but the the way it's being played, it, it's just not fun. And so, yeah, the the uh, tempers are going to rise and they're going to flare. Um, I, I think honestly, Russell Wilson needs to. Gosh, he needs to do some some meditation or some. <laughs> he needs to look inside and, and see what he needs to do to to rectify his situation too. But, yeah. you know, I, I know I know he's trying to be a leader, uh, as every quarterback should be. You know, they should try. But leadership is, is hard. You know, it, it's not checking boxes. You know, and I, I can speak from experience. So I, I was in the military, and um, there's a lot of people that get put into positions of leadership that aren't leaders. They're barely managers. You know, it, it, but it's because of their rank or you know where they are in in, in their posi- or in their um, career, and, but they just they they muck it up uh, because they don't really know what it is to be a leader, or they don't study. It, it, it some people are natural born leaders; they just have that 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 drive, that charisma. Uh, but others, you know, if if you're not natural born leader, you, you have to you have to make an effort you have to you know try uh to to learn what leadership is and it's not checking boxes of you know i'm 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 clapping for you and and i'm telling you you know get them next time you know kind of stuff you know it 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 is sometimes you have to come down on people you know you can't always be the happy-go-lucky guy and this goes for coach hackett too um leadership's hard and and they're just not, I don't think they're getting it done. I don't think uh, all the rumors, I don't know how true this is, but, you know, with, I, I know he, Russell Wilson has an office, you know, he, his family could come and go at the facility. You know, he's got perks that others don't. And mm-hmm. um, while his position does afford that, um, actually doing these things just puts a wedge between him and the rest of the team. And it's not noticeable if you're winning, you know, they're like, whatever. But when you're losing, you know, it's like, and, and this guy with his office, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, you know, in, in the in military, you call it rank has its privileges. And, yeah. uh, and while that's true, 
and, and sometimes you can use it to your advantage, but it doesn't it doesn't bode well for for your teammates. You, mm-hmm. you know, you're not forming a team if it's uh, an I versus them type of thing, and that's what I'm seeing from what I hear. You know, I, I know some things are true, but then the like the birthday party thing. You know, maybe, maybe half the team didn't go because you know they're they're sick of him. Maybe maybe not. I don't know, but you know, maybe they had other arrangements that that wasn't they weren't aware there was a part. I don't I don't know what's going on. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I think that's <laughs> some middle school BS <laughs> that, that <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't, I don't worry about, you know, I don't care who goes to my party or your party or whatever. And, and while it might be a bad look, who cares, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, because at the end of the day, it, it is not really what's, what's, uh, the problem, you, you know, I kind of went on tangent. Sorry. I, I get passionate no, about good. leadership and, hey, and I, I do just, it all I the time. <laughs> so. I, I know he's. I know he's trying to be. He's just. He, it's not quite there. And if he truly wants to, like, mean, you hear stories about Paint Manning just, you know, getting all in 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 the dirt with everyone, and you know, he's kicking back, drinking, drinking some beers, and, and you know, everyone's just chumming around him. You know, he it, it he can't do that if you separate yourself from the team. I have to go to my office to do X, Y, and Z, and you know, whatever. But. Yeah, it's just I, I think that is uh, that is not helping uh, Russell Wilson's situation. Yeah, you're totally right. And if Nathaniel had well, and see, here's where the the, the crazy thing is. I, I I forget. I think it was Zach Seegers or somebody who made a, an interesting point that both Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio were also in three and eight seasonal situations in their, mm-hmm. when they, in their, in their, in their tenures as head coach. The only difference is, is that ni- neither of uh, whoever they had a starting quarterback was getting paid what Russell Wilson was getting paid. And the offense was yes. playing, even though their offense was struggling, it wasn't anywhere as bad as it is now. Pro bowl, so, super bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. So, and and the biggest issue and the thing that's really hurting Nathaniel Hackett a lot, and one of my best friends uh, told me this and he said, bro, I'll be honest with you, Nathaniel Hackett coming to Denver wasn't supposed to have anything to do with Russell Wilson because mm-hmm. obviously that happened after the fact. Nathaniel Hackett only came to Denver as head coach because the Broncos were so sure that they were going were gonna to land Aaron Rodgers. And Seeing how Aaron's played currently in Green Bay, Green Bay is not playing terrible, but they're also not playing as the MVP, back-to-back MVP that Aaron Rodgers has uh, claimed to be. So, and and I said that even the, even if, and I'm pretty sure in another parallel universe, Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco, I don't think that seeing what we've seen with Nathaniel Hackett that the Broncos offenses would have been like lights out. I think that there still would have been times where the Broncos offense would have rushed or struggled or been frustrated just for the simple fact that not so much because of Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback in Denver per se, but so much in the fact that I don't know where uh, George Payton saw or, or where he currently sees uh, Nathaniel Hackett being or what he thought he could have been 
in the offseason where it's kind of like he would able to overlook it because now with the new owners, you know, looking down, the new owners want answers. You know, it's it, this isn't like before because when Vic Fangio was head coach, there was no nobody above Joe Ellis. And with Vance Joseph, same thing, there was nobody above Joe Ellis. In terms of the Bolin family was so, they were so distraught with trying to figure out custody and whether they were going to sell. They didn't really have any hands-on operations. And that pretty much yeah. happened ever since Pat Bolin, God rest his soul, uh, you know, he lost, unfortunately, yeah. his, his mental health or it took the best of him. And the Broncos, that's when they started to spiral out of direction. So now with these new owners, these new owners are, I would like to think, seeing as what we saw, how they kind of interacted with fans and everything in the, in the London game, that they they want answers. And George Payton, for the first time in his tenure here, is, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that he's in the hot seat per se, because George Payton has done a lot of really good things. But now, his his what he needs to do going forward is going to be scrutinized a little more. I say because whatever he decides to do, if he keeps Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach, then he's going to have to find somebody else to be the scapegoat. And I'm probably thinking that would probably be the offensive coordinator. But to me, who's the that? thing that would make <laughs> the most yeah, exactly. Who's that? I can't even think of his name. It's that oblivious. Uh, but the thing that makes the most sense to me and everybody right now, and it's already being reported it's going to happen, is that Nathaniel Hackett gets cut. But there's also a, a, a rumor going around that supposedly anybody who's up for being a candidate for head coach next season, that they wouldn't be interested in coming to Denver and dealing with the mess that the offense is. So my question to you is, what do you think about all that? Man, so even, even so, once uh, George Payton hired uh, Hackett, I was uh, I was I was cautiously optimistic, especially when mm-hmm. I started hearing about all the various coaches he was bringing in. Uh, a lot of first timers, a lot of you know, first time doing this, first time doing that, and I'm like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Because you know you need you need someone you need someone in the room that knows what's going on, um, and so I I knew there would be growing pains. Um, I do I do believe that um, the the thought process was Aaron Rodgers was uh, set to come here, and that's why um, Hackett was hired. Um, I don't know if that was you know the deal sealer or not. Uh, or anything like that, and we'll probably not know that kind of thing. But it does appear that way, at least, you know, that you that you put two and two together. Um, and then when Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers stuff, um, they had to pivot. And you know, and like I said earlier, I was I was excited when I heard Russell Wilson was coming here, especially since it was a new 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 um, coaching staff. You know, I figured, you know, again, like I said earlier, you know. Pro Bowl or Super Bowl uh, um, quarterback, our Super Bowl winning quarterback is, is coming into the building. He, he will be able to, you know, help lift up that that young coaching staff. Um, you know, that was that was my daydream, I guess, because because unfortunately, and, and maybe maybe fortunately, I don't know how it plays out, but you know, I, 
how I'm seeing it is Russell Wilson is 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 kind of running the show because who's going to tell him any different kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know you 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 all are new coaches. I've been doing this for ten years, ten plus years, and, and uh, you know I've I've won the Super Bowl, I've I've been to the Pro Bowl, you know, all these things. Like, how are the, how are you as a young coach going to tell me how to do things? And I'm not saying he, he's doing that, you know, it, it just, you know, I can see how that could happen, you know. And right. so that was a little disappointing because, you know, you want you want to see the the quarterback help raise all ships kind of thing. Um, and, and maybe if Aaron Rodgers came here, he could have done a little bit of that, being familiar with Coach Hackett and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily blame George Payton for what he did, um, trying to, you know, it, it may be... Uh, putting the cart before the horse with uh, hiring Coach Hackett was uh, not the wisest move. You know, if you haven't secured the quarterback, you probably shouldn't be promising a coach that. Again, maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. But, you know, I, I, I he was at least swinging for the fences. And, and when you swing for the fences, sometimes you, you just miss. You know, it's a big miss. <laughs> and that's the, that's the problem. That's, that's the that's the biggest problem with that. It's like he, he swung twice in this, you know, and and he might as well just get hit with the ball because he, he's not doing <laughs> he's not doing too well. But you know, I I don't I don't think that is. I, I want him to be a, be afforded the opportunity to right the wrong. You, you know, mm-hmm. um, I I just I don't. I, the the other you know the the fact about the three three and eight starts you know it's it goes back to what we were saying earlier you know it, it hasn't been this catastrophic of a disaster uh, especially with the offense um, in in years and years and that's the disheartening thing so I mean that if if they decide to to uh, move on from from uh Hackett it, it wouldn't surprise me um if they keep him that might surprise me a little but it would be in the the same kind of tradition of of, of what they have already done you know keeping a coach for at least a second year you know even, mm-hmm. even Josh McDaniels got a second year I mean he didn't last the whole year but he, he at least got that opportunity to try you know and yeah. but it goes back to the this has been the worst offense we have seen almost ever, you know. So yeah, I don't know if he can last a year. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if if he can last. But um yeah, I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, yeah, it's okay. I, I know I, I I'm telling you in this podcast everything makes sense in my head until I start talking about it then it's like <laughs> that's what I like about your podcast cuz you know you it, it feels real you know you you're just we're just fans out here talking about the Broncos you know we're passionate about them and you know when they're winning I'm I'm taking shots and and cheering and when they're losing I'm still taking shots but now I'm I'm crying in them you know <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 what we do. So that that you know, it we I'm not I'm not an expert. You're not an expert, you know. And but we're passionate about the Broncos, and that's where this is coming from, you know. Yeah. So thank you so much for the kind words. I really do appreciate it. And you know, I try to keep it real. I I honestly do. And and that's 
that was my mentality going when I first started this podcast and and that's really what I there were a couple and I'll be honest when I did or when I when I did when I do Uber there was at least two or three people that were thinking about doing podcasts and they were asking me like advice on what they should talk about and there was one I don't know if it was you or somebody who I was kind of like reading off of a chart in one of in one of the episodes and they messaged me right away they're like bro I'm sorry that that episode was boring like <laughs> we we just I want to hear what you have to say about the team so you know you, you kind of take that critique into consideration and I was just trying to find something that I thought my audience wanted to hear, but it's just like, no, they just want to hear what my take is on Russell Wilson. Kind of like like a water cooler conversation uh, to be more uh, more direct. And that's really Absolutely. what I just started what I just started doing. you know, I gave, I gave my thoughts about uh, uh, the Broncos and I'm gonna bring I'm, I'm gonna bring back the Ask a fan segment where I'm gonna try to bring. Uh, more fans from other teams and get their, uh, 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 you know, kind of have them tell me what they see the Broncos outside of the orange and blue color glasses that I'm pretty sure I fail to see our team and what our flaws are uh, and, and all that stuff, what our strengths are, what we can work at better, what's, you know, kind of like bounce that back and forth. Yeah, so, I like that. Um, but to, to kind of, uh, before we move onto the uh, third part of uh, looking forward towards the Ravens. Let me just say, Chris, that I want to see something from the new, from the head owners, because there's no way that nobody can tell me differently or convince me that they are happy with what this Broncos team has brought to the table, especially offensively. And if it wasn't for Ejiro Evero and his his great defensive schemes or whatever, this the Broncos would probably be if just as bad as the Texans, if not worse. They probably wouldn't have three wins. Yeah, uh, at, at I that. Agree. So, aside from that, they need to put pressure. If they either put pressure on Hackett, which I'm pretty sure they've already had, and it's not working, then I think that they're going to try to put the pressure on uh, on George Payton. Say, hey. If if Packett's not the guy, you need to go out and find the fucking guy. <laughs> and yep. and Hackett and, and I, I don't even I can't even tell you the name of the club president because I don't remember it. So if it if it doesn't come from the club president, it's gonna come from the, the main bosses. But it's gonna come from the top. That's for damn sure. And because Russell Wilson, he's too expensive to cut. Nobody's gonna want to trade for him with that big ass contract. So people can, you know, kind of get that. The, those delusions out of their head and they just need to the Broncos have front office has to try to figure out how to fix what's broken to the best of their ability without trying to say hold off until I believe 2024 if I'm not mistaken or 25 something like that somewhere along Russell Wilson's extension the Broncos can kind of move around and they would probably eat some dead cap, but it wouldn't be as steep as it is right now. Uh, yeah, I've heard both if, if they, they, both years. Yeah, if they if they wanted to. But there's got to be an answer somewhere uh, 
where it doesn't involve them trying to get rid of Wilson because like there's a small part of me Chris a small part of me that just believes that maybe Russell Wilson's not surrounded with the right head coach and the offensive coordinator that granted obviously every quarterback with with age they're still you know they're not as agile as they were before their throwing motions aren't as good as they, they were before but their mind is you know still one of the sharpest uh, weapons that they have and if it wasn't for Peyton Manning's uh, uh, arm arm and nerve damage injuries or whatever he could probably still be quarterbacking against Tom Brady in the league right now uh, that would be wild you know, maybe, hopefully still as a Bronco, but who knows? Uh, but I think that Hackett is probably going to get fired and that George Payton is going to have to kind of go back to the drawing board in terms of trying. And I think his job is going to be a little bit easier this time because now they're not trying to lure like a, a, an Aaron Rodgers and all that. So they don't have to target anybody specifically from the Green Bay front office. But to go out and try to get who whoever the leading promising candidate head coach candidate is that they can interview because I'm pretty sure all the really good ones are going to be in the playoffs. So uh, he just has to try to hit try to hit another home run, and you know kind of hope that whoever he brings in is good enough to say, hey, this is the guy that's going to fix the offense and you know bring what we wanted, what we expected out of Russell Wilson this past offseason into fruition for the 2023 season. I think that's going to be a it's going to be a, a difficult job, but that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Um, he needs to find someone out there that looks at Russell Wilson and, and says, yeah, you know, I know what he can do and I'm the one that can help him get there. And I don't know if there's a lot out there right now that, that are filling that way. Um, I could be wrong, but it, it from what uh, what I read and what I what I hear, it, it doesn't seem that way. Uh, but there's there's always going to be someone that wants to be a coach. There's there's only 32 positions in the world, uh, you know, to be an NFL uh, coach. So someone's going to fill it. Someone's going to do it. But are they going to be the one that can turn the ship around? That's that's right. the true question. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm optimistic. I I, I and, and like <laughs> I always try to be at least. And and I think they're they will make a change for the better. I, I do believe. I want to believe, um, and I'm going to <laughs> that they're going to find a coach <laughs> that can. Um, can make a difference. Uh, can come in and say and 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 be that that true leader uh, that can can tell uh, Russell Wilson, hey, you know, I like what you do here, but what you're trying to do here, don't try it again, and and be able to mold him into to what the Broncos need, right? So, with that uh, all being said, Chris, let's get into the. Uh, closing segment of the show and that's looking forward to the Ravens game so the only big headline going into this game Chris and I don't know if you know this already but Lamar Jackson suffered an injury I think it was a quad injury some type of lower body injury if I'm not mistaken so I don't think he's questionable to start or not 
at this moment. I could be wrong. But this Ravens team is coming into, I think they're, yeah, they're coming into Denver, if I'm not mistaken. But they're coming into this game super pissed off because they suffered an embarrassing loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars on a two-point conversion. So, do you feel that if the Broncos win this game, and, I, and I'm only asking you this because I think me and you are on the same page where we're, we're, we're no longer seeing the Broncos as a playoff caliber team in this season. We yeah. just like them to, to win out and at least if they can end in the same note and not under 500, that'd be great. I, but, I think that's a long shot, personally. Yeah, um, it really is. Honestly, this this is what I would like to say. Well, um, I, have, I haven't heard much about um, the injury to Lamar Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. And looking see, look, seeing their injury report, I didn't see him on there um, yeah. when, I, when I checked it this morning. But... Uh, it could have been updated since. Uh, I know he was limited uh, with a hip, hip injury, but hip, yeah, uh, or last week he was, and then this week's uh, the quad injury. Um, mm-hmm. But beyond that, I haven't seen any any you know back and forth. Of, oh, will he? Won't he? Start you know kind of thing. So I'm expecting him to start. And and like you said, they they they're coming with a vengeance. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want to see from the Broncos. You know, yes, winning out would be wonderful. But uh, realistically, <laughs> I want to see improvement. I want to see, you know, it, it, week, week in and week out for the last few weeks, you know, they, they keep saying, you know, Coach Hackett's on the, the hot seat. Uh, I really want his ass to be burning. It, it, like, yeah. dude, feel it, you know. Come, come out and show some improvement. Show something that you deserve to be here. And I mean, maybe the ship has sailed, but that's what I, I want to see competent uh, offensive play from them the rest of the year. Uh, will I get that Christmas wish? I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch each week hoping so, you know, and, and same with this, this Ravens game. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I want to see, I want to see the defense do what they do. I, I don't want them to to be what they they've been the last game and a half, and and where they're kind of falling off and just uh, you know going out there without without heart or they're not having fun. You know, I, I want them to do you know it's got to be some pride on the line, right? So right. go out there and and don't let uh, Jackson run all over you. You know, keep them contained. Um, and then let let our secondary, minus our Jackson, but uh, let our secondary do what they need to do. And and maybe maybe uh, Kareem Jackson can can find a spark. I don't know. You know that it could be a Christmas miracle. But you know, and, and I know I'm I'm getting ahead of myself because we actually have a day on, or a game on Christmas. But um, you know, it's, it is the season, right? So let's mm-hmm. let's let's get the. I want to see the Broncos actually show us that they're they're learning from their mistakes, not just talking about it, not just saying, "Hey, you know, that's on me." Yeah, it is on you. So, what you going to do about it? That's what yeah. I want to see for for the rest of the year. I want to see yeah. what they're going to do about it. Yeah. By the way, the offensive coordinator's name is Justin Outen. <laughs> I need to start with a O U T T E N. 
<laughs> I was just saying that I because mean, I saw his name come up on my mind. I, I wish I had his job. Page. He's getting a paycheck for what? I don't know, but I, I wish I had that. Yeah, I'll tell you what my biggest fear going forward, and not just against the Ravens, but to going forward to the end of the season, the one thing that scares me to see is players giving up. And I'll give yes. you a perfect example. If you, I don't know if you saw the game with the Cardinals against the 49ers like three, two, three weeks ago in my hometown of Mexico, Mexico City. Yeah, I didn't watch it, no. I didn't watch it either because I was at a Bulls game, but I did see the highlights. There was one play where George Kittle should have literally gotten pushed out of bounds, if I'm not mistaken. But the defense was the, the team was all, the, the Cardinals were already falling behind, but the defense had kind of just like stopped caring, like they didn't give a fuck. They literally damn near let George Kittle run. They they weren't trying to tackle him. They weren't trying to push him out of bounds. It was just kind of like bumping into him. But it wasn't enough to knock him off balance and George Kittle managed to run all the way to the end zone for a touchdown. And like when you see that play happen, it just pisses you. I'm pretty sure it pissed yes. off every single Cardinals fan watching that game, especially if they watched it live. And that to me is what I hate seeing, what I don't want to see is a team in shambles. Even though it probably already is, but you just don't want to see it out on the field. That incident with Mike Purcell could be just the boiling point, you know? And I hope it serves as a wake-up call to everybody on the offense, whether it's Russell Wilson, the quarterback, or the wide receivers, or the tight ends, or hell, even the running backs, uh, all the way down to Justin Outen, over here looking at me in the face, uh, that they need to wake up they need to respect the shit out of this defense that's going out there and playing more fucking time than they are. And I mean, it's just, I mean, there's, there's, they can say sorry a thousand times, but even I don't think that would, (laughs) that would make it up to, for the fact that they're just not playing up the par. And can the Broncos win this game offensively? No. They would need a lot of help from the Ravens for them to make mistakes where the defense can capitalize and where the Broncos offense would have to pull some type of miracle out of their ass and, you know, put on a, a hell of a tape and in game. And I'm pretty sure if I had to guess, Chris, out of these next six weeks, one of those weeks is going to be a game where the Broncos offense is going to look like they know what the fuck they're either. They know what the fuck they're doing. Or where they just woke up a sleeping giant. It's going to happen. And then Kansas City is going to come along and more than likely going to knock us back on our ass. (laughs) In in terms of uh, 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 like like a reality check. Now they do face the Chargers week 18, if I'm not mistaken. They're the last game of the season. And if the Chargers make the playoffs, they're more than likely going to be more most of their second and third stringers. And that's probably going to be the only game where the Broncos have a legit chance of not getting completely swept in the AFC West, even though the Chargers already beat us once. Uh, Same thing with Kansas City. I think the second game uh, is close to the end of the season. And if Kansas City uh, gets the number one seed or a high top seed, they might not play all their starters or they might pull them by half. I don't know. 
Um, or they may just let off the gas. Who knows? Yeah, or they might just let off the gas, exactly, which would be them switching uh, switching players. But, I mean, ju- ju- but just to kind of wrap things up in general, Chris, this Broncos offense, and you've, you've been hearing it, I'm pretty sure you've heard it a thousand times, and this is going to be a thousand one. They've just been a complete, huge fucking letdown. And yep. there is no way that not Hackett, not Justin Nowton, not George Payton, not anybody on that Broncos staff can go out there and just defend it. Like, I know they have to go out there to address the media and all that, which is fine. But aside from Majiro Evero, who's probably the only one who doesn't have to account for how shitty they're playing, <laughs> uh, it's just... Like they just need to go out there and say, "Hey, we we fucked up another game. Uh, hope it goes better the next one." Instead of trying to come up with these bullshit answers, but I mean, I I, I don't I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. I really don't. So so just uh, throwing in there with the the Ravens game, like if the Broncos have has a somewhat competent offense, they the the Ravens defense is kind of beat up, you know. So there, there is an opportunity there that the Broncos can uh, show <laughs> that they they can get the job done. Um, mm-hmm. But but that's that's on coaching. That's the, will will they be able to come up with a game plan to um, you know uh, hide the weaknesses on the on the on the line or you know get Russell Wilson uh, in a in a in a oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. In a in a pattern, in a um, get him comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, running running the plays, because the if this was any other year, I would be like they have a chance because the Ravens' uh, defense is, is is pretty beat up. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate uh, that this year the the track record is not there. Um, I also want to correct. I, I think I misspoke with um, when I was saying that I didn't see Lamar Jackson on the the injury report. I meant I didn't see Thursday's injury report. I know he was on there for for Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, oh, okay, but I, I I didn't see today, so I, I I don't know if I misspoke or not earlier. But I did want to correct that if I, I did miss it. <laughs> uh, you're good, my friend. But I mean. And, and, and this, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, because uh, I don't know if we talked about this or not, about the Carolina game, about DJ Moore. Uh, I just hope that uh, Patrick Tan is just getting caught up because he's playing in a bit of a slump, which does happen to uh, second and third year players. So mm-hmm. I expect to see a bounce back from him this this time around. And because it, what you don't want to create on tape is a continuing trend. You know, like, obviously, like you said, Devontae Adams took, you know, got luck. I'm going to say he got lucky because he honestly did. <laughs> but he rattled him. He rattled. Patrick he did. Tan. And D- DJ Moore, same thing. Uh, but the damage that DJ Moore did was only just one touchdown. It wasn't as bad as what Devontae Adams did. And, but to his, to, to the, to the record, Patrick Tan did get the best of Devontae Adams in week one. He kept him out of the end zone 
And uh, and he wasn't the reason why the Raiders won that game is because of Josh Jacobs, which was a totally different reason. So, but at the same time, Chris, this defense cannot go out there for 30, 40 minutes of fucking game, spending more time than the offense out there and expect and expect the Ravens to either make a mistake or, or catch them off guard or, or with a turnover. And then when they do, the offense not being able to turn that into points. You know, that cannot right. keep happening. That has to stop. The offense is the one that's bleeding all over the field, and they're the ones that need to stop the bleeding somehow and give the defense just some fucking cut them some slack. You know, give them a break. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm, I am not out on Sir, uh, Patrick Sertan at all. I, I, dude's kid's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's, it, he's, he's going through a slump. I think he's going through a slump, too. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I look forward to seeing him bounce back. And hopefully it will be this weekend, you know. And and if not, he will. You know, it, 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 it happens to the best of them. Uh, it's yeah. just it can't be a trend, like you said. But, you know, and, and just one more quick point before we wrap up. Uh, Randy Gregory... I've, if I remember correctly, I thought he was designated to come back for the Tennessee game after the Broncos bye, and he's still out. And not having Bradley Chubb on this Broncos team anymore is something that I didn't take into account up until, I don't know why, it came to me like an epiphany earlier today, <laughs> is, as in terms why that second game against the Raiders, Derek Carr was a lot more comfortable in the pocket was, you know, not that Nick Benito and uh, and Jonathan Cooper and those guys were playing bad, but right. they had really big shoes to fill in terms of trying to play, uh, you know, behind those guys. So I'm just kind of curious as to if the Randy Gregory injury was a lot more serious than they thought or if they're just – Seeing that, oh, you know, since the Broncos are not going to be a playoff caliber team, that they and now, now that I say that, it actually makes fucking sense why they shouldn't race him back out on the field or maybe just not activate him at all for the remainder of the 2022 season. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's both, <laughs> and, and not to try to sound crazy like that, but I, I, I do think it was worse than. They, they uh, initially mentioned. Um, and I also think they're not trying to race them back because it's it's they're not going to the playoffs. Why get them back? The only reason I, I think they might have them play is, is uh, what we've been saying about Coach Hackett. He, he's on the hot seat. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting a, a, a good player back into the, uh, the lineup might help put a spark I mean the defense don't need it so I mean but it could help and that might be the the way he's thinking and that's the only only way I think he really is going to see the field I I don't I personally don't think he should uh you know let him rest up the rest of the year and come back uh next year uh bigger and better than ever (laughs) oh man that totally makes sense but uh, guys, that's going to have to do it for today's show. I want to thank my very special guest, Chris Hernandez. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, You have no idea what it means to me to have you here uh, on the show talking Broncos. 
you know you're I always welcome it, to come on man <laughs> I, I i love it man i i you know this is this is a lot of fun like i guess i'm not I'm the smartest guy in the room but uh, i do like talking broncos and and uh I, I definitely appreciate you having me on oh no thank you for coming and like i said whenever you want to hop on man you're always more than welcome uh, we can laugh it. together, we can cry together, we can yell together. Whatever we need to do to get through <laughs> the rest of the season or just get our frustrations out. Uh, I'll, just te- it, I'll just text you, can you believe this shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how everybody gets me. Uh, you yeah. and uh, 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 Big, Biggie Bronco, I think is, is his screen <laughs> name. He he sends me uh, rants and, and, and stuff too on, on Facebook. So shout out to yeah. you, Biggie Bronco. Thank you, uh, another loyal supporter of the show. Uh, but just a couple of things, guys. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, you can uh, reach out to me on Twitter at a six foot ten Mexican. Uh, for any business inquiries, you can email me at Broncos Talk twenty twenty at gmail.com. This episode was uh, was my was a treat on me where we didn't cut for a commercial during the middle of the of the of, of the, the show, and also it was brought to my attention that there was an issue with the previous episode, which I will look into. Uh, I want to thank Chris for letting me know about that. I had no idea that I, I don't know if it was made on my end or not, but I'm going to look into it when I get a chance. Uh, but with that being said, guys, uh, once again, thanks again to uh, my special guest, Chris. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, you're always more than welcome to come back. Uh, thank you Appreciate for it. your service in, in the, the uh, our, our armed forces as well. Uh, I should have started off with that. So thank no, you so much for you. everything Appreciate you did. It. Uh, so for Chris <laughs> and myself enjoy the rest of your night guys Ravens are going to go down I'm still believing it until the final whistle <laughs> exactly uh, as, as far as a dream as that sounds hopefully the Broncos win so we have more positive things and attitude to talk to in uh, the next episode and the recap so for Chris and myself have a good night guys enjoy yourselves and as always Go Broncos! Go Broncos! <laughs>